I'm sorry, I, I've got to ask you guys something. Do you know why the web developer had to stay home from work? She had to code. I'm sorry, guys. I'll see myself out. Good morning, everybody. This is Michael Feenan, and you're listening to Real Time Overview. I want to thank everybody for tuning in this morning, even though that sort of language doesn't really work for a podcast. You don't tune to us, you're listening to us, whether that happens to be in Google Play or iTunes, Pocket Casts, from our website. Hell, I don't care if you're listening to us from your RSS feed. Whatever the case may be, we're glad you're here. I just want to wish everybody a happy Wednesday. Nope, nope, that's not right either, is it? I guess it is Thursday today. I do apologize that we're running a day late. We've had a lot going on. Don't worry, we still have a full roundup of news for you, and we're going to get started with a shout-out to Ricky Onsman at Smashing Magazine, who is kind enough to feature the Drunken UX podcast in their list of web development podcasts you should be listening to. And you are right now, so pat yourself on the back. We were included in some incredible company, and it's awesome to see us making an impact in our own little way with this little podcast that we're working on. We want to bring you the best content we can, and we do have some growth to do, and we've got some improvements to make, and we have all of those listed out in a whole Google Doc, and we're working hard on it. And guys, I just want to sleep for a little bit, I'm telling you, but that's all right. Hey, run by Smashing Magazine for the complete list, which includes options for designers and developers, as well as the business side of the web. Some of our own favorites include Syntax, 99% Invisible, the UX Podcast, and Shop Talk. Go check them out wherever you listen to your podcasts. Chrome and Firefox have had an interesting relationship with developers over the years, each one fighting for dominance at different periods as the go-to browser of choice for web developers. Marco Zehi notes in a recent blog post that Firefox is making a move to try and get back into those good graces. For years now, browsers have been including web debugging tools and code inspectors that are invaluable to developers when analyzing a site. Firefox's latest feature brings a new tool to the table that provides an accessibility inspector, giving developers an additional dimension of information about their sites easily. I use the phrase additional dimension of information intentionally. Marco notes that the tool isn't designed to give you feedback about things like color contrast ratios or WCAG compliance. Rather, it's focused on how objects on your page are interpreted by an accessibility engine, giving you information about how it will parse out. In other words, it's about helping you ensure that your code is marked up to produce enough information for it to be interpreted properly by assistive tools. Like a lot of things, this isn't the tool. It's a tool. It's one more resource to ensure that you're building quality products, but you should consider it to supplemental to the rest of your practices. Look for this new feature either in current nightly builds of Firefox if you can't wait. Otherwise, expect the feature to be available starting with version 61. Today's controversial thought piece comes courtesy of John Ankerstrom and his article, Let's Replace JavaScript with Something Better. This longer piece focuses on an exercise looking at the flaws of JavaScript and how we might build a safer future without it. It's not exactly about the capabilities of JavaScript as a language, but instead looks at it more holistically at the implementation level. 
JavaScript can be, frankly, dangerous. Whether that's because of our reliance on third-party scripts that we link remotely, trusting them to be safe, or more intentionally aggressive utilities aimed at exploiting users like crypto mining. We've sort of granted this level of trust to JavaScript that has, frankly, not necessarily been earned. John looks at how we might build a new tool to address some of the most common JavaScript tasks while providing a trusted interface for users. He acknowledges that this article is not a full-blown suggestion for a solution, and that it absolutely has some shortcomings. But the idea here is to start a dialogue about how we may make something better in the long run. If you have any ideas about how to make a safer alternative to JavaScript, stop by our website and leave us a comment in the show notes. So I want to draw some attention to an article from the Spanish WordPress theme studio Silo Creativo. Their article, Editorial Design and CSS Grid, looks at how using CSS Grid techniques can help you produce layouts more informed by negative space, similar to a print layout. I'm also going to leave the debate entirely out on the table about whether or not our web design is better off reflecting print and editorial design. That's a bigger exercise. If you want to comment on that, stop by the site. Let us know what you think. That being said, the article is still a nice look at how using grid layout can dovetail with the use of negative space to produce elegant, beautiful design. It reminds me a bit of that adage that what you leave out can be more important than what you leave in. It also happens to remind me that I'm incredibly bad at graphic design. There's some good thoughts about editorial design in the piece, along with examples of what they're talking about, so stop by and check that out. Words from the man himself, Jared Spool, in a recent post to his blog on Medium about how to identify and choose the right strategy to continue being successful. One of the early points that he makes and builds on that I want to call out is the case of accidental success. What that means is that young teams that are still finding their rhythm will tend to fall into strategies that produce results. These strategies aren't necessarily bad, it's just that compared to the ad hoc approach that they had, anything is an improvement. This creates a challenge where the strategy rapidly runs out of its usefulness and folks might not understand why. It was better than what they had, but it's not good enough to last without growth. Jared hits a lot of good notes, and among them is looking at a few strategy examples. What works about this is that the strategies are just the right amount of broad, which lets you easily separate the strategy from its tactical components. Strategy and tactics are frequently confused. It's easy to do. That's what makes this article helpful. The title might say UX design leaders, but the spirit of how strategic approach to growth and work can be applied to virtually any discipline. For the last two weeks, we've called out some resources on dark patterns. So it's only fitting that we keep the momentum going right now. The title of this piece alone makes it worth sharing. Stop calling them dark patterns or dark UX. These are simply asshole designs. Beautiful. Whether you buy into the dark pattern nomenclature or not, looking at bad technique is useful for a number of reasons. It not only makes us better designers and developers, it makes us better consumers too. Flavio Lamenza shares a number of examples of these patterns that are just jerk moves to pull. I give him credit too. I hadn't seen the ads that look like they have a speck of dust on them or a strand of hair to try to trick you into tapping them. That's just ingenious and flat-out evil. As Lamenza concludes, 
These aren't dark patterns. It's just dishonest, deceitful, corrupt, and unethical. Whatever you want to call it, check out his article and learn what not to do. For real-time overview, I am Michael Feenan. Once again, everybody, I am sorry that we dropped a day late this week. I hope you can forgive me. Hopefully, this roundup of news made it all worthwhile. Let us know what you think. Drop by our website at drunkenux.com. You can comment on the show notes there. Let us know if you liked any of these articles, didn't like them. If you have news that we aren't talking about that you would like to hear us talk about, let us know. Hit our contact page and send us a link. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter, slash drunkenux. Check us out. Give us a yell. Let us know you're there. We love hearing from you guys. It's absolutely fantastic. And we've seen, because of the Smashing Magazine article, we've seen a lot more folks listening. And we'd love to hear from any of you. Let us know what you think. We will see you next week. We'll be coming to you Wednesday with an all-new roundup of news from around the web. Until next time, everybody, keep your personas close and your users closer.